You're listening to a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more podcasts, blogs and video logs, visit us at www.wrexhamfan.co.uk. Dragon Talk, the podcast that discusses everything about Wrexham FC. another podcast. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham Supports Association's Football Commentary and coming back from Rushton, I don't know, how do you judge this season? We'll be having a little think about what we should be feeling as Wrexham fans now we've got our first taste of the conference, what lessons we've learned already and we'll also be hearing the inside track on Jeff Louis from a man who's had a bit of experience of Louis's performances and matching him up to just what he's been doing for us. But firstly, yeah, like I said, I'm on my way back from Rushton now, and I don't know, three games into the season, and conflicting emotions for all of them. And I'm not quite sure what the lessons to learn are. We've seen a, 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 an odd selection of matches. We've seen an odd selection of opponents, haven't we, really? A Stevenage size that plays lovely football, but then folds, and that's in five goals. A York size, which completely outplayed us in every department, and we were flattered by the 1-0 defeat. And then the Rushton team, who, if they'd held on to their lead, would have gone top of the table, that, quite frankly, looks very, very poor indeed in terms of their creativity and seemed to set themselves up as if they wanted to keep a clean sheet at home, basically, against us, even though, like I said, they had lofty ambitions. Mind you, I suppose anybody watching us could think the same thing that the performances we've put in. We've not let many goals in, and yet in our first two matches we've conceded opportunities. We've risen from the heights of a 5-0 walloping of the pre-season favourites to playing as we did at York. And then, at the end today, against Russian, playing in a completely different manner. Because, I've got to be honest, I was extremely pessimistic going to Nen Park after what I saw at the fantastically named Kit Kat Crescent. Because it was grim. And the more I reflected on it, the more grim it felt. And looking at a bit of it back on the television as well, just compounded that feeling uh, just pounding long balls onto Jeff Louis's head, he wasn't winning them, we had no second of plan we had no other way of going about it even when we took Louis off, we just kept pounding long balls forwards, and I just despaired of whether we'd actually be competitive really this season, took against decent teams, I, I can imagine a conference being a sort of division where you're able to bully some of the, the weaker sides near the bottom which may well be something Louis fancies doing actually but I thought that against decent, well-organised and big teams like York, we'd have real problems. And yeah, against Rushton, suddenly it was all different. We did play some long stuff to Louis, but we didn't rely on that. We knocked the ball around well. Keeney, who was being bypassed really on, on Thursday, suddenly became the central figure and he had an excellent game. He was teeing things up, running bossing midfield, set their goal up superbly alongside Brown and really was excellent and, and ran the match through the centre of the pitch and ably assisted by Levi Mackin who uh, I think has uh, taken a big step forward ahead of Christian Smith it's an interesting little battle that I mean there are people who suggest that maybe Wrexham are going to bring in an extra midfielder and, and there is certainly a Paul Carden sized gap in the middle of the pitch <coughs> but having said that well Ryan Little said after the match he's not going to 
unless somebody leaves, he's not in a position to be able to bring anybody else in, and that's the end of it. But that le- well, that leaves us really with a scrap unless Critchell is being lined up as a central midfielder. There is talk he can play there, although I, I, don't, I don't really, I, I don't suspect that's really the, the plan. I know maybe proved very wrong on Thursday, but I don't know. For me, it's a it's a scrap between Christian Smith and Levi Mackin now for that place at least in the opening stages of the season. And it was interesting how it panned out. Because Little, he's, he's the first manager who's shown faith in Mackin in midfield. And, and a lot of people would say, <laughs> not unsurprisingly, and that maybe he shouldn't have done. I know some people thought that Mackin would be released, but Little was very pleased with the way he shaped up at the end of last season when he gave that little run. He put faith in him against Stevenage, put him in for the starting lineup at the start of the season. Unfortunately, Mackin then got himself sent off. But he's brought him straight back in after serving his suspension and, and that's a, another statement I think of, of faith by Little in Mackin and Mackin repaid him at Nen Park he put in a good performance he was full of energy it was the sort of thing he needed alongside Keeney and he can't help wondering whether perhaps having Mackin alongside him having those legs was what helped Keeney to put into a strong performance as well because Mackin was energetic he used the ball pretty well too and I know a lot of people feel it's a bit of a headless chicken but his energy was channelled and was effective and it helped Wrexham to play some decent football through midfield and it'd be interesting he's, he's certainly given himself a earned himself a run in the team hasn't he now and Brandon I think was liable to give him that anyway but it'd be interesting to see how he, he goes and how he goes on Thursday and beyond as well because like I said there are teams near the bottom who maybe can get bullies and, and after this very tough opening run of four fixtures we've got a run of games which we can really look into looking for wins I, I, I'm hoping that's what we can do, build up some momentum. And more pop, uh, positive minds than, than Brian Little, it would seem. A non-league paper today had a, a rather strange comment from Little, which I didn't quite... Well, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't agree with it, certainly. Maybe he's been taken out of context. But looking at these opening four matches, I felt two wins and two draws would be smashing. Uh, we can't get that now, obviously. But all right, then two wins and a draw if we can beat Oxford alright that's not too bad Little said he knew we had a tough start of the season and that we're ahead of schedule this is before today's game because we he was aiming for one point from each match wow that's a very negative way I would argue of looking at things I know we got toughish games but if we're aiming to be a promotion side four points out of twelve against our opponents decides that really we ought to be nicking points off alright the best Oh, we're way ahead of his schedule now, I guess. But uh, I hope we're going to be a bit more positive than that this season. But we did look a much more positive side anyway at Rushton. Rushton didn't play a great deal of football. He looked a better side once they put a second striker on, which, which only made sense. Uh, it was a bit peculiar, not knowing them very well. You know, I, I'm loath to be too judgmental. But they, they started off with one man up front, which they hadn't apparently been doing so far this season. So again, a, a sign of respect to us. And... Their midfield was so deep, they were hard to break down because they had eight men behind the ball deep in their own half constantly. And we were having some nice approach play once it got into the box, it was breaking down because they had so many white shirts in there. But the, the one man up front was isolated. They got a young lad on the bench who came on, scored a screamer, and set up another last uh, during midweek. Once they threw him on, all the aimless long balls started to look a bit more useful because there were two men chasing him rather than one. And, and the lad Smith they brought on. It was a, a game chaser, a runner down the channels. And, and for the first time, he started to ruffle Kempson and Evans, who 
were both plug-ins. I mean, I, I like the look of Kemp's on the loss. And they'd, they'd really enjoyed just having 70-odd minutes of heading the ball back at Rushton. But once Smith came on, it became a slightly different game. And Smith's pace posed problems, certainly, for Evans. And it was a different game. And it was strange they didn't lob him on earlier. I'm glad they didn't. Because he looked the sort of strike with a bit of presence who could cause a few problems. But, yeah, if, if that's the level at the top of the conference, like I said, if they'd held on to their lead, they would have been top of the conference there isn't that much to fear. Of course, there's another thing to look at. Talking about Smith being a big striker, but we've got one of our own, Jeff Louis. Now, uh, Louis's been brought off in, in every game so far this season for a combination of reasons. He was brought off early again uh, against Rushton. And although he got a, a good-headed goal on his debut, uh, things haven't quite been going right for him, whereas Wally, on the other hand, alongside him up front, looking sharp. And Simon Brown looked lively enough when he went up front to give Brian Little some pause for thoughts whether the little Wally combination might have some mileage to it because Wrexham have to keep the ball on the floor an awful lot more. It's slightly frustrating to see Wrexham knock so many long balls towards Brown in the air. The tiny little guy jumping the two hulking centre-backs. It was a recipe. I was going to say for disaster, although to be fair, we were superior to Rushton. We tend to win the second balls. But Louis, yeah, he's had a... Uh, an in and out start to his time at Wrexham certainly did a lot better in his first game than in the last two and it was interesting to hear an opinion from one of his old clubs one of his many old clubs John Moore is a reporter on Woking and that's a club well he started last season with Woking didn't last there all that long which tends to be the pattern John had some interesting uh, information on Jeff I've seen him twice now and um I'm curious, yeah. to be honest, as to what what, yeah. what, his attributes, what his attributes are. What, what was your impression of him? Well, obviously, as you can see from his list of clubs, he, he's had more um, clubs than Jack Nicholas. <laughs> um, he's the old Tommy Doherty joke, uh, and I suspect for good reason, really. He, I mean, I think his spell at us, with us, was pretty well repeated at every club he's been to since, mm. in that he, if you like, leaves his old club under something of a cloud, although I'm not sure that happened at, at, uh, at Mansfield. Um, he then joins the new club, looks really quite impressive, up for it. I mean, on the face of things, he's got everything going for him. He's a big, strong boy. Um, he's reasonably quick. Um, and everyone's impressed. And then, for various reasons, it all seems to go pear-shaped. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him twice now. Um, yeah. The, the thing that strikes me is that yeah, he's, he's got he's certainly got presence, but um, I'm not sure he's going to score any goals for us. But on Saturday, he he had a, a great chance six yards out and threw himself at it and missed the ball completely and ended up on his backside. Yeah, I don't think he's I, when when he was with us. I think his goal scoring record was quite good. Mm. What was um, poor was his attitude in that he would um, often sulk during games and um, he if he didn't get the right service or if he didn't if you like seem to like pairing up with a particular player then he would make it very well known and he um, as I say did did quite well for us for for a while I mean he I think he joined us in um, probably all the August time and then uh, I mean, he was on. I think he was on loan from Oxford, and then there was something going on where he nearly got sent to jail because he has off the field problems mm. as well for some driving offence. 
Um, and then he came back to us. I can't remember whether we signed him or he was on loan. Then he he did quite well um, and had a sort of very much a purple patch um, over um, the sort of Christmas time. And in fact, that coincided with us climbing up the table. And I think at one time we were um, in the top three. And then, if you like, the wheels totally came off when we played Aldershot um, on Sky, um, which was sort of billed as a as a bit of a sort of promotion battle, uh, and we were being stuffed 4-0, and Jefferson um, got taken off by the manager, and he basically spat the dummy live on TV in front of everyone, and that was the end of his career, really, for us. Oh, <laughs> Sounds like an exciting time, it looks like. You are going to have an exciting time with Jefferson, but I was sort of someone who had probably more time for him than others, in the sense that I just thought, look, if he can just find his niche with us, then he could actually be a very good player. And in fact, dare I say, he's one of these players who, if he leaves you, comes back to haunt you um, (laughs) when he plays for his next team. Because I think he then turned out for, um, I think it was Forrest Green, uh, and he played against us. And he was absolutely superb. You know, he held the ball up well. We couldn't get a look in. He, he played players in. He may even have scored. He had a game where you just thought, wow, if only we could have got the best out of him and kept it going, um, then he would have been a very good player. But as you can see from all the clubs he's been with, um, he has never really settled down and he's never really fulfilled his potential. There's something in his makeup that stops him doing that. Well, Brian Little seems a manager. He seems got to keep in his squad happy. So I don't know. Hopefully, he'll be a champion. Well, to yeah, that, I, I don't. Obviously, I don't know much about Brian Little mm. latterly, but I do remember him um, when he was managing teams higher up. And um, I guess he always struck you as something of a sort of fair bloke. Really, he was a very yeah, obviously yeah. a very good player. He's been there and done it. He's definitely somebody who can put his medals on the table. Um, so you'd like to feel that he's got the experience and perhaps the know-how perhaps to handle a, a big character like Jefferson. Certainly, again, when he was at working, there were allegations that he was quite um, divisive you know, in the dressing room and, and was sort of stirring things up. So um, you never know, Brian Little could succeed where eight or nine other managers have failed. <laughs> it defies logic, but you never know. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he... As I say, he, I think if he could only, only um, get him to settle down and get his head right, mm. he'd do all right. But, of course, really looking at his history, it looks as though that's more unlikely than likely. But you never know. Oh, yeah. Well, well uh, John, that is absolutely fantastic. It really is. Uh, all right. That's exactly what I was looking for. We put the podcast. I'm I'm going off on holiday tomorrow. So, okay. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post this just before the start of the season. Okay, so, no um, worries. I'll send you an email to let you know when it's up. Oh, you're very kind. Um, that's absolutely. If fine. I can do anything else for you, let me know because obviously oh. I know we're playing you, and obviously oh, yeah, this yeah. is your first season <laughs> yes. in the Blue Square Premiership. <laughs> so you might find it a bit of a culture shock. I think at some of the places you're going to. I'm so looking forward to it. I think I'm but, in a minority of one. But yeah, I'm really looking look, forward to it. <laughs> I think. Look, how can I put it? If I was in the football league and I went down into the conference, I'd probably be thinking, "Oh no." The world has ended, but it doesn't have to be like that. There are plenty of clubs like Carlisle, 
like Lincoln City, that really use it as a base to sort their club out, get their club um, on, on a level, and they can use that as a platform to, to push on. It doesn't have to be the end. Yeah, it'll be interesting as well. Just have a change of scenery for a bit of your lord. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, look at Aldershot. Look at the yeah. way they succeeded. Again, they had to start. They had to regroup. Hereford are another case in point. They've done the same. And if you can get things right, you really can use it to, to power on because it's not that much um, lower, really, in terms of playing standards in the football league. I think the big difference is that there aren't the really poor sides that you get in the conference. Um, that you 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 know the the football league I think is is a much more even playing field within that division. You don't you don't get really bad sides, which you tend to in the conference, which is a little bit like the Premiership in the sense that generally the clubs that come up from north and south generally will struggle because they haven't got the resources to compete. Yeah, so it'll be interesting I think for us, but uh, yeah. People have got some strange conceptions about the conference. I think people talk about Louis Kane saying there's always he's big so he'll handle himself in the rough and tumble, but I don't get the impression that the conference is like that no, anymore. No, I, I think it was, um, but I think you'll find that there's certainly this season much more of an emphasis on wanting to play football, wanting to get the ball on the ground, because I think people saw how Aldershot did it last season. Mm-hmm. And they want to emulate that. And even somebody like Graham Wesley, who now who's managing Stevenage again, he, um, when when he was previously with them, was renowned as a bit of a long ball man. Now he's a total convert, and he wants his side playing it to feet. So I think you'll find this season that actually the conference should um, should hopefully. Um, produce some sides that play good football you know Burton are always one of those teams but I think there'll be a number of sides that will probably be joining them yeah I don't know if we'll be one of them but well, <laughs> fingers crossed anyways. yeah you never know you never know um as I say you know Brian Little at one time was sort of touted as a future England manager yeah. in his career managerial career just seems to have fallen away doesn't it that's the, the, the good pub quiz question that we have around here. Until yeah. Redknapp won the FA Cup, the last English manager to win a domestic yep. trophy was Little. Yeah. Um, and it's extraordinary, really, yeah. um, that um, he hasn't sort of kicked on. Because as I say, you know, whenever I've seen him interviewed, you know, when he was a pundit, I always thought he talked quite a lot of sense. And as I say, he, he was a very, very good player with Villa. I mean, I've shown my age here, but I remember seeing him for Villa all those years ago. Um, and if he hadn't had such a serious injury he, he would have gone on and probably won full caps and, and had a, a, a you know a very good career at, a, at the high, highest level so there you go the, the lowdown on Jeff Louie it's a bit to see just how he pans out for us this season a, a very interesting character and let's hope that he'll be able to put himself about a bit more perhaps and justify himself like uh, like John said though he's a player who may well be able to bully some of the, the lower down the table defences we've got a few of those games maybe coming up so Louis has got an incentive to dig in and fight for his place and see if he can't pitch a few uh, run of games against defences that are going to be a bit more vulnerable to him well Lily Ohm there I've just overtaken the Wrexham team coach and let's win a draw a loss it's a pretty satisfactory start to life at the conference let's keep our fingers crossed that we can get through things on Thursday and then maybe get a bit of forward momentum going 
with the run of fixtures which aren't quite so intimidating. Lots of old dragon talks and final whistles to come throughout the season. And by the way, if you're running a business or not, if you're just a, a philanthropist, we are selling sponsorship of the podcast as well. Uh, give me a, an email at the club web, uh, that's our website, beg your pardon, supporters the website, um, mail at wrexhamfan.co.uk and I can give you a bit more information. But as for now, keep the faith and soon I'll bring you a bit more from behind the scenes at the race course. Dragon Talk, the podcast discusses everything about Wrexham FC. That was a download from the Wrexham Supporters Association's football commentary. For more information, visit www.wrexhamfan.co.uk.